Here we are. This is episode 102. The Ultimate Deck Podcast. Need a show about outdoor living? This is where it's at with your host, Shane Chapman and Wayne LeBrick. Thank you for tuning in. Now let the show begin. The Ultimate Deck Podcast. Let's go. Let's go. Okay? Okay. Wake up. We're live. <laughs> I'm, I'm ready. Okay, good. Uh, Carly's in here. He isn't. Is he? Oh, maybe he's working today. That's like he doesn't have to be on there on his day off, but maybe he's working today. Uh, welcome to the Ultimate Deck Podcast. Wade Shane Bryce here, Ooh. episode 102. Beautiful Regina, Saskatchewan. Yeah, not a bad morning today. Who was, the, who was the guy we were talking to yesterday that tried to say Saskatchewan on the phone? Credit card guy. Oh, Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan. That was Saskatchewan. <laughs> yeah. As he started to say it, I was like, oh, he's saying Saskatoon, but then he's finished strong with a Saskatchewan. Chewan. Chewan. <laughs> yeah. Saskatchewan. Um, what'd you do yesterday? You, uh, you went for supper, dinner. I went, went for, for dinner because yeah, it was he, planned. Yeah. He had a reservation and everything. What? Holy smokes. So here's this thing. This, there, there's there a different this word for that. Reservation. Is that like, that's like more than just planning. That's like, yeah. Dinner. That's free. That's like a lot of planning. That's like an anniversary dinner. Yeah. Right? What did you like, do? What yeah. It? What, what didn't you do? <laughs> Nothing. It was fall. Like I was shitty all summer. So <laughs> this is a sorry supper. Now it's like. <laughs> I'm checking back in. Yeah. <laughs> hey. So sorry about that. I'm here again. Remember me? I'm alive. <laughs> uh, yeah, we went to. So there's there seems to be this like support local push, small business week going on, and and uh, I just wanted to make sure that we went out for dinner and supported something local. So Bryce uh, helps at a restaurant. Are you owner in that one? You part owner in that restaurant? No. Okay, but he kinda. spends a, he commits a lot of time there. <laughs> like, How are you? He, uh, the kinda. face was like maybe, but then the answer ended up just being no. It's, it's, yeah. yeah, it's pretty straightforward. Not quite. Do you have shares, or do you just get paid to be there? <laughs> uh, so, I, make, I make a lot of money off the wine. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so the, there's a local restaurant called Homestead Bar and Vin. Vin. Bar Bar of Vin. Bar of Vin. Yeah, French for wine bar. Wine bar. Uh, the food was freaking amazing. Yeah. So we had six different plates of food and they were all small dishes but they were so good it was like carrots and potatoes but carrots done with honey which was i hadn't thought of that now that's how i'll make them carrots and honey you've mm -hmm. never thought it cool man oh, it was man. so good yep anyways pork chicken was great little little dinner supported local good you what'd you do Got your VR headset going? Oh yeah. Uh, I didn't, my kid Scare played yourself? it last night. I, I didn't fire it up. No. Um, so uh, all of my dinners are dinners now because we they're planned because we don't make them anymore. We've got an in-house uh, nanny, and a, so my wife gives her deal. the like no big deal. I just like <laughs> no big deal. I have a nanny. The now? podcast is finally paying dividends, so we got a nanny. But <laughs> my wife. Like plans out in the morning. And I'm not aware of the dividends. Yes. <laughs> it tells her <laughs> what it is. And then we show up at home and it's made last night. So I also had carrots and potatoes and a roast. One of the, oh, one yeah. of the roasts that we got from, from uh, Darren Apolito from, from, how was that? It was amazing. She like, she put that sucker in the slow cooker before I left for work. Oh boy. And so it was like 10 hours in the slow cooker and wow. it was pretty good. When I left, she was searing it. She was cutting garlic into it and she was like whipping it off. I was like, this oh. is going to be something special. And it, was, it was pretty good. So good. Yes, that's what I did last night. No, I didn't play the VR last night. I, I here's <laughs> did my you tell cycle. Bryce the story. I didn't, but here's my cycle. <clears throat> up late, up late, up late, up late. 
8.30 out <laughs> yeah. Friday night. Last night was that night. <laughs> so, <laughs> Party night at Chainsaw. I had had a couple late nights in the VR. And last night, I literally, like, we've, we've got this one, like, it's just a chair, like an armchair thing, whatever. Not the one that dad sits in? Yeah. The dad chair. I sat in that. I curled up on <laughs> Everybody that. Everybody has that, right? Dad did chair. you have that? I did, yeah. yeah. There was a chair that you didn't sit in because yeah. that was dad's chair. Yeah. My right? dad's was a whole couch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Usually I'm on the couch, but last night I chose the chair and I was like, I was dozing off, read my phone. And then I just decided to curl up in it. And it's not big enough for me. I'm six foot three. This chair is like, it's not made for that. But I curled up and like cranked my neck into the corner or whatever and fell asleep. And then my wife woke me up later and she's like, why don't you go to bed or at least to the couch? And I was like, oh yeah, couch sounds like, I'll do the couch. I'm not committing to the couch. (laughs) And I'll go for the rest of the night. So yeah, no, I was out. Um, yeah, no, we bought we bought a, a VR headset, and it's become a hit with the whole family now that my wife has finally tried it as well. And so, she doesn't watch this, right? Uh, she claims she does, but she doesn't. So I, yeah, you shared the video. That was fantastic. She yeah, was like, Bryce, have you used a VR? I can't remember if you. Yes, have. you have. They're awesome. Yeah, awful. So my wife did the walk the plank thing. This is the big. This is the big uh, thing you demo or try with it, right? Is walking the plank where you are walking out the elevator of a skyscraper on a little wooden plank and you see like how much your mind f's with you mm-hmm. and it does f with so you. so some people can do this i have tried that i can't walk the plank i'm scared you've, of heights. you've tried it before <clears throat> correct uh, buddy greg's house yeah so i, put the headset, couldn't, do I couldn't do it i'm like i'm terrified of heights i can walk on a roof but i can't get to the edge of the roof right um back in the day i worked rigs i couldn't like i was not really good up at the in like up in the derrick because it was all thin great and you could see through but so but i'm great on a plane like planes don't bother me because i know that i'm not going to get injured if i hit the ground (laughs) (laughs) wait a second it's over wait a second yeah okay (laughs) right it's just all over over. you're just dead but like i won't it is unlikely that i will ever skydive and i won't bungee jump and like i'm because i'm too scared of heights i can't do Mm -hmm. that stuff so we walk on the plank and i was in greg's basement knowing full well that i was on the floor of the basement and i knew i couldn't fall headset on couldn't walk out on the plank lift the headset up look at the floor be like wait it's your you're on the floor you can't fall headset back on was like i'm gonna die headset off you're good headset on i can't do that i'm dying yeah anyways i couldn't walk out there that was exactly my wife's position too she's like inching along the plank she's like oh my god this is so stupid i can't do it i'm sweating i know i'm on the floor but i can't do this i can't do this back into the elevator (laughs) yeah really yeah, couldn't take the plunge. And then some spiders came out. She freaked out, took the headset off. She's like, I can't do this anymore. Like, yeah. so it's a pretty cool experience. Yeah. Um, Bryce, do you have worldly news today? Did you, uh, oh, yeah. did we yeah. surprise uh, you? No, I'm sorry. You got that? I'm, I'm trying to make it better, but I don't know if I'll get that far. Uh, it's too late to make it better. We started the show. Just so you know, mom, I'm working on something very, very big, very important. You're going to be very proud. It's the worldly news. Let's hear it. Okay. I hope there's some good stuff going on in the world because I'm tired of politics. Okay. Do you guys think that those uh, little bar carts that they roll down the aisle in airplanes are pretty cool? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I cool. like they carry I don't know a lot if I've ever thought that they're well, cool. But would I, you ever like to own one? Because an Australian airline named Qantas is selling off fully stocked <gasps> bar carts from retired 747s. Ooh. Oh, well, if they're fully stocked. So what are they selling fully them for? Stocked. How fully old? stocked is <clears throat> what? Yeah, how old are the chips uh, that are on these Australian things? wines, champagne, Tim Tam cookies, pajamas, and Qantas first class Sheridan throw pillows. Hmm. Okay. And they, so how much is a cart going How much for? would you pay for that? 
How much would I pay for it? How yeah. much do I think they're charging? For how it? much would you pay for it? I wouldn't pay much. None Would, of that shit much. sounds too enticing to me. I'd pay like two hundred bucks. Oh boy, I'd pay more than that. I like. I'd I pay. don't need pajamas. I don't I'd need pay, eye like, masks. I don't need headphones. You just I don't think about the volume of champagne that's champagne. in there. Like, I'd pay fifteen hundred bucks probably. Yeah. Well, you could have got one. They were only six hundred eighty-five dollars each. Sucker. Or a hundred and sixty-nine thousand, hundred thousand Qantas points. Hundred thousand Qantas points. Yeah. I guess I've never stocked one, so I don't know exactly what the. Like, they got those little like how much breaks booze is in there, right? I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't think they'd be loading it full of booze. Like probably like a like four or five bottles at most. I would think four or five bottles yeah. at most. Anyway, okay. okay. So and the, will they ship it? Yeah, they ship it right to your door. Anywhere in the world. Yeah. Come on, for six is. Is it free I'm shipping? Sh- uh, it's not free shipping. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. So it's $685 plus $1,200 to get it to you in Canada. Yes. Okay. Oh, well, okay. there you go, Wade. You're but we could $1,500. We could put Bruce in there. You put Dunnigan Dex inside the cart and ship him here. And then boom, free flight to Canada. Yeah, fair enough. Got it done. Okay. Next worldly news. Next worldly news. <clears throat> Florida City to lift ban on saggy pants 13 years after it was put in place. Oh, I thought that was a recent thing that they started banning. Super progressive pants. of them. I mean, it was pretty recent. It's only 13 years ago. <laughs> so, but why now? Why are they lifting the ban? Uh, because there is uh, men and women that filed civil uh, citation complaints because they were they broke the law and they got tickets and they didn't think that it was fair. So they fought the man. They fought the man. They're like, I want to wear saggy pants. They wanted to wear saggy pants. I never, but uh, they wore saggy pants for 12 years before they had a problem with it. And they were like, you know what? Enough of this. No, because they didn't get the fine. No, they they, yeah, the, they were breaking the law they were for twelve breaking years. Breaking the law for twelve years. Sure. Yeah. However, the, all the signs said uh, no ifs, ands, or buts. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> city law. That's pretty good. That was, I like that. <laughs> so it was just one city. I wonder how. Like, I wonder how that ever got through in the first place. Like, I have no idea. That's crazy, right? How do you table that motion at town hall, city hall? It sounds like nobody was in favor of it, even when it went through. Hey, Pete, <laughs> Pete, do you think that the kids' pants are too low? Yeah. <laughs> we should make a law. Yeah, Fred, let's make a law. <laughs> yeah, let's make a law. Okay. Okay. Is that it? No, I got another one. Okay. This that was only good, two, Wade. Settle down. Good, this is a good one. Uh, uh, Bryce. What do you, yes. Why do I have... You're not recording. <laughs> I told you twice. No. Yeah, I told you twice to start Shane. recording. There's no card in here. <laughs> Bryce. Shane. There's no card in here. Do you have the audio recording to that? Uh, yeah. Or do we have to start this episode over? I do. Okay, good. We're okay. Put the card in. <laughs> I think we should, yeah. should we put the card we in? We probably put the card in now. This is 102 episodes before we... Like, I even said to you at one point, I was like, you're, you're not recording. You got to record this. Yeah, well, I wasn't... Damn. Like, I didn't care too much about it. <laughs> I figured the first part of the podcast... <laughs> Nobody cares. ...isn't worth saving anyway. <laughs> Nobody cares about the first I, 10 I'm minutes. I'm surprised it took 102 episodes to do this, though, to, like, to fire up a podcast without recording. No, that's not true. We did it once before. We did 20 minutes. With Mark Fisher. And then we had to Wolf. start over. Yeah. So, anyways, we're recording now. Okay, try to be as funny as we were the first time. <laughs> <laughs> But you've got the audio through the camera too, right? I do. We're okay. not, it's not all for it's lost. It's not here. lost. Okay, so let's get to the rest of the world news. Okay, the last worldly news. The last worldly news. The pod, a podcast in the world <laughs> recorded after podcast without a memory card. Three morons decided to... Um, Holy Even smokes. you can start your own podcast. Go ahead. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Anybody can do it. It's this easy. You don't even have to hit record. 
Uh, what do you guys, uh, what's your go-to hangover meal? McDonald's. Yeah. McDonald's. I was like, that. that's a no-brainer. That's no bacon brainer. and egg. McDonald's. Uh, what what do you like to get from McDonald's? Yeah, bacon and egg. So I mm. I would do the bacon and egg, McChicken, hash McBacon. brown, and then orange juice and a coffee. I do both. Oh no, McChicken burger, McChicken with bacon burger, and a diet coke. Holy smokes! Brec- like that's breakfast or that's like who, who are you kidding? Up? You're not up early enough after a night of drinking. You can't to go get breakfast McDonald's. from McDonald's. Hundred percent. This is bull. I'm calling bullshit. Eleven a.m. I'm always at a bed. Breakfast next all day, day now. Like 11 a.m. Is it breakfast all day now? It's breakfast all day now. Or okay, sometimes fine. I plan ahead and I pick out. that shit up while I'm going to bed. <laughs> <laughs> Puts it on the on the nightstand beside I, it. Yeah. What, beside I pour a myself a vodka. glass of vodka. <laughs> so uh, I I vodka. Katie Poole from Toronto, Canada, was out with for a mom's night out. Got a little, you know. Yep. Had a little too many to drink. Yep. Decided to order herself a burger before she went to bed. Yeah. Skipped the dishes. So she skipped the dishes. And uh, normally she likes no mustard, no onions, no pickles. However, she ordered no mustard, no onions, no pickles, no bun, no hamburger patty. So what did she get? She got two packets of ketchup in a bag. (laughs) (laughs) And wake up in the morning and just squeeze them. Yeah, she probably woke up and wasn't even mad about it. Like, oh, good ketchup. Uh, Ketchup, sugar, and tomatoes. Yeah, exactly. Well, no, I've never done that. That's for sure. Um, It used to be like a thing where you go out for... For uh, I said that like an Ontarian right there. You oot, go out, go out for uh, like Denny's or something, or Humpty's oh, at three in the morning. Because Humpty's used to be open all night, yeah, right? Humpty's, Twenty hours a day. Yeah. Humpty's was great. Yeah, hit that place up before bed, and then get McDonald's the next day. Mm-hmm. Double. But seriously, I don't know what it is about McDonald's, but those like a Coke from McDonald's and some like a salty burger, man, fix you up. Yeah, I agree. And I mine is the bacon and egger for sure. Bacon and egger. Yep. Yeah, I agree. That's a need that egg McMuffin. That's a non-hangover. That's an A and W thing, though. A and W does a good one as well. well you, said, you called it a bacon and egger. It's a egg McMuffin. Right. Sorry. A bacon and egger is a A and W. A and W does bacon and eggers. Yep, that's right. And an egg McMuffin is McDonald's. Get bacon and egg. Get McMuffin. out of town! I've that's always true. called it a bacon and egger. That's wrong. They don't get offended. They just serve no. you. Yeah, McMuffin. it's McDonald's. Do you think they care? They like, don't care. You're already here, you moron. <laughs> Call it whatever you want. Huh. It's, it's three bacon dollars. egg. Yeah. Call it whatever you I'm, want. It's three dollars and seventy five cents. <laughs> I'm actually more blown away that. A&W somehow had the marketing budget to be to like to win people's minds over on what that sandwich is called. That's true. You How are you happen? are from Weyburn though, so I spent one year in Weyburn. <laughs> Estevan, Estevan, you yeah. can't wash it off. Oh, either. sorry. Yeah, you're in Weyburn. You're stuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I could yeah. tell from here. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Well, that's good. I'm glad that you Package found those ketchup. non-political stories today. I have one more if you want it. Yes, I do. Okay. So. Wade was at a restaurant last night for dinner. Correct. Right? Yes. So there was uh, two couples at a restaurant called Balthazar, and one of them enjoyed, uh, ordered a 13-euro uh, bottle of wine, and the other ordered a 1,500-euro bottle of wine, and they got mixed up, but no one could tell the difference. Yeah, I believe that. Really? Yep. What, sorry. And did, did they go halfers on the bill? Balthazar? Balthazar. It's the name of the restaurant. It's in the UK. Okay. Obviously. No, actually, they didn't go half or the restaurant comped the one table. The $1,500 yeah, one. The cheap They one. were out four grand, essentially. Ouch! 
Wow. Mm-hmm. So, be honest with me, Brace. Yes. You're a you're a wine guy because you own yes. You're part owner and a wine distributor essentially. Yep. Uh, I don't think how it's essentially. Much I think it's like actually so, a sorry. wine distribution company. <laughs> how much essentially? How much were those bottles of wine? Uh, so like fifteen dollars and two thousand dollars. Okay. And somehow the restaurant was out four grand. Got it. Well, because they, uh, they gave two, they gave yeah. two bottles away, right? Oh, there's two bottles. Well, because they gave the table that ordered the two thousand dollar bottle a their two thousand dollar bottle that they ordered. Oh, I thought you meant they switched them. I thought they were reversed, like the. Yeah, the table that ordered the fifteen dollar bottle of wine got a two thousand dollar dollar bottle. Right, and the then, table that got and, the two that ordered the two thousand got the fifteen dollar bottle of wine. So oh, and then they had to and get then them someone realized what see, happened. I see. It's Saturday morning. I'm, I didn't even put a memory card in the machine. Yeah. Um, anyways, gotcha. So, ask like your question. Be honest. There's a multiplier involved here between fifteen and two thousand dollars, and I don't yeah. know what it is. Yeah. It's a. It's a. I'm doing the quick math. It's like a hundred and. It's a lot. Thirty-five times. Yes. Come on. Is there that much of a difference? How much better is the is a fifteen hundred dollar wine? Like so, like the fifteen hundred dollar bottle of wine was a nineteen eighty nine like. Mulan Rothschild wine so it's like a very like prestigious vintage and everything it's it would be like you being able to go back in time and watch Michael Jordan win the NBA finals what would you pay for that what would you pay for that I told you before my budget's 200 bucks (laughs) (laughs) and I'm sticking to it for anything (laughs) so so I guess what I'm saying is like that's a cloat wine you're ordering that because you because you can. Because you got two thousand. And you got two. It's not because you're drinking. You're like, oh my god, this is hundred and thirty-five times tastier than that other bottle of wine I would have got. Exactly. Yeah. There no is one could, a point, no one could tell. There is a point when it changes. <laughs> right. though, Nobody could tell, right? There's some like. Well, there's some fifteen-dollar wines that are really good, but there's some fifteen-dollar wines that taste like fucking paint thinner. It's yeah. awful. I think that might be the first f bomb in hundred and two episodes. <gasps> really? Like we? No. <laughs> I actually thought about saying F and two, and then I was like, "That's not right." There, <laughs> like we keep it so, somewhat loose, but I think we've had this like unmenmentable. That's the one you can't say use F bombs. Put a star on that one. There goes our sponsorships for next year. So I do believe there's different qualities of wine. I just like I find it hard to believe that once you get past certain points, the wines get much better. Yeah, like, and it's in a restaurant, so there's it's probably like a two hundred percent markup. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Anyways, that's a costly mistake right there. That's a huge sucks. mistake. Yeah. That sucks. <laughs> Drink what you like. Drink what you like. This but how do you feel? Drink what you like, not by the price. Being the guy that ordered the fifteen dollar bottle of wine and got the, and find out later, like, uh, yeah, you just drank a two thousand dollar bottle of wine. Oh like, man, yeah, boy, let's hit up Humpty's. Right, exactly. Let's go. Let's hit up Humpty's. <laughs> skillet. Let's go get. Harley says the, the, the skillets at uh, at Humpty's are amazing. Um. Michael O fourteen ninety two on the Instagram says, "Drink what you like, not by the price." That's right. I agree. 100%. Yep. Yeah. There's a price point that I jump in at. I don't drink $10 bottles of wine anymore. So I don't like... Snob. No, it's not really a snob. It's just that I was like, I was let down too many times at that price point. It's too much of a gamble at $10. Yeah. So... Sure. But... Okay. Well, that's the worldly news. Uh, Thanks for throwing that fourth one in there. That was a good one, Bryce. That was actually your best one. What? What? I think that it would have been better without that because it made me swear. So, hey, can't blame the man for. Yeah, exactly. I'm just telling stories. 
Right. Back okay. off. Yeah, let's go. So I feel like we're doing pretty good. Like we used to not hit the content of the podcast till the 15 or 20 minute mark. AE Carpentry. I'm out. The language on these two. Oh. <laughs> he also mentioned earlier, I forgot to mention, he preferred the old intro, the the rock intro, the mm-hmm. heavy one the, to the rap one. Yep. I, that doesn't surprise me. Okay. Well, we'll change that up again. We'll Episode 300. <laughs> Episode 3. Country. Um, yeah. Well, we're going to, yeah, well, let's roll through some different genres. That'll yeah. be fun. Uh, anyway, today's episode is all about winterizing your deck because when this airs, it's going to be November. And so winter's right around the corner. Mm-hmm. Um, like it or not. In all markets. In all markets. Some it's like a little closer than others, but um, it's time to start thinking about like, how do I prepare my deck for winter and how do I maintain my deck through the winter? Yep. So how to winterize your deck. And now we broke this down into a couple, like there's wood decks out there and there's composite decks. And for the most part, a lot of these tips or suggestions are the same for both, but there is some differences. Yeah, depending on the There's also, type of your deck. I don't. We didn't talk about the vinyl decks, like a Dura deck or a Tough deck or a. But yeah, step one: tear that shit off and put on a real <laughs> deck board. Anyways, they exist too. Sweep them off. That's it. Yeah. Next. Um. <laughs> okay, so there's a but. Now onto the wood decks. <laughs> uh, so wood decks, we kind of started with and. Um, We'll go through a couple. These are like tips how to prepare it and, and tips how to maintain it through the winter. Mm-hmm. We'll do the couple that are specific to wood decks. We'll do the couple that are specific to composite decks. And then we'll do the, the batch of things that apply to both. Yep. Just we're the not umbrella ourselves. ones. The umbrella. Oh, yeah. The umbrella decks. Umbrella decks. Here you go. Wood decks. One of the most important things. I'm going to switch this up right now. One of the most important things to do before winter comes. And wait, this is your idea, which was shocking because it was early in the morning. I was like, holy, he had a good idea. Guy, I've been on fire of late. Yeah, you have been. I've had some real good ones. Just lighten up the ideas. Yeah. Replace any damaged deck boards on your wood deck. And so when we're talking wood decks, we're talking about the majority like soft Sure. Softwood lumber, Softwood right? like lumber. pressure treated or cedar or redwood or whatever. Yeah. Um, because it's unlikely your hardwood deck has rotten boards or whatever that lasts forever. But replace any damaged deck boards. So why this is important is a couple of reasons. You brought up the reason that like if you've got a deck board that's kind of starting to flake apart or chip, whatever, you're gonna you're just gonna smash your shovel into it a bunch and do more damage. Yeah, either rip a chunk of it out, right? Or or worst case scenario, hang your shovel up on it and wind yourself. Yeah. 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 You ever do that? <laughs> yeah. I haven't done that. Just pushing real hard. <laughs> I haven't done that for a lot of years. That brings back memories of like as a kid when you just when you're just pushing it from here, from your like from your gut. Yep. And then you hit the edge of the sidewalk and it's like <laughs> <laughs> Are you gonna be okay? Unlikely. This will be the end right here. <laughs> it's finish. over. We'll finish tomorrow. Um anyways. So there's yeah, that part of it. Like it's a safety thing to not run into it with your shovel and <laughs> And wind yourself, trip yourself, or trip yourself up, or whatever, because you won't be able to see it if it's covered by a bit of snow. But I, I was kind of thinking when you first said it, where you might be going with that is that if you've got some deck that's starting to deteriorate and has like some rot in it already, the moist, like the water's there's nothing there. stop. It goes there, and it's just going to accelerate that problem over the winter mm-hmm. when that melts, and it just soaks into that spongy lumber that's already there, and yeah. then, then you're in rough shape again. Yeah, I was just thinking of like a. a- piece of a deck board that had peeled back a little bit and then absolutely moisture just gets under there. That's what mm. I was thinking initially. And then it was like, oh yeah, but then also when you're shoveling, you might hook that and then rip it open. And so yeah. anyways, deal with that right away. So step one before it snows and gets all buried and stuff and becomes a, a hidden uh, issue. Yeah. Um, 
is to replace those boards. Go buy a new board. And there's, pop probably, that one only, out, yeah, there's probably only a couple that need to be done, right? So that's a fairly inexpensive fix. Hopefully. $20, mm-hmm. yeah, $50 maybe. Worst but case scenario, a little bit of time. Don't leave that for you the spring. To. Take care of it before yep. the winter does more damage to it. Uh, the second thing is to kind of clean that deck off and oil it before winter. And so a lot of people think like, oil in the spring. Yes, oil in the spring. But it's also not a terrible idea to oil in the fall before the winter comes and hits because... People, I think a lot of times don't like they think, oh, there's snow out here. So it's it's wet outside, but it's mm-hmm. not. Winter is extremely dry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At least in, like mm-hmm. especially in our climate, like it's it's so dry. Yeah. If you get out to the coast, it's quite a bit different. It's a different yeah. climate. Yeah. There, yeah if you're not. But if you're in a place, that's just like cold and snowy. It's also extremely dry. The air is very dry. So your lumber, in spite of the fact there's like freezing outside, dries out and then like goes through some changes yep. as you go into winter and expands, contracts, mm-hmm. and dries out and cracks and whatever else. We've obviously thought of this as two different, like two different brains because you think of the dry and the contracting and I think of the wet climates like off of the Great Lakes and off the coast and it's like, well, that's going to be super wet and you should have that coated and protected before that season comes. Yeah. So. And well, the other part of this too is that the snow eventually melts yep. and then becomes water. And then if your deck isn't oiled before going to spring, then it takes all that water again in the when spring. it melts so super dry then the spring comes and it gets super saturated and it expands again and it cracks so it's good just to like put a protective layer over that now yep and mm-hmm. it saves you all winter yep and that oil is going to last a long time too because then it is covered in snow and whatever else and yeah so it's i know why people coat their deck in the spring i know where they oil them in the spring and that's because they're about to use it for the summer so they want it to look good they, they like want prep look. it all up yeah. and yeah. make it look really nice and so you know but how much? How much would that fade over the winter? <clears throat> UV is what's the hardest on the stain, right? So, so you'd probably be okay. It shouldn't have any fading. Maybe well, a little like, wee bit. Yeah, if you if you keep it swept off, though, like there's sometimes mm. that UV exposure can be pr- fairly high in the in the winter too. Maybe not as harsh as in the summer, but so probably not much. But yeah, depends if it's covered the whole winter by snow, right? Or a little bit of snow, then it's unlikely to do much. And the sun isn't as bad in the winter, right? It's not as mm-hmm. high. It's not. It doesn't beat down on you. It's yeah. kind of from an angle. Yeah. And so that's kind of the two primary things to watch out for that are specific to wood decks. Yeah. And so let's get on to a couple of things that are specific to... They can shoot something into the comments if these guys have other ideas. We could talk about them. Sure. Um, composite decks, PVC decks. Mm-hmm. Good idea to just give it a wash. Get your power washer out or shit. Spray it off and get all the junk off it before the winter comes. Just why you don't care what it looks like? Yeah, but if there's if there is dirt or grime or something like that that just sits there and gets grinded into it all winter, Mm, then went with ground, grinded, ground, ground into it, grounded it, it. grounded, grunted, (laughs) grunt. It might get grunted (laughs) into the. So just like clean it off. It's just a responsible thing to do. Like take care of it because so you're not walking on it and grinding off. <laughs> just the Listen, you're not responsible thing. enough to have a composite deck. And I've heard him sell like this in the store too. It's just awful. It's like he starts taking shots at people. I was like, there's a big commitment to this. You have to be like an adult That's to have right. this. You yeah. need to be able to wash it off twice a year. I'm not going to give you your allowance on Friday. This is not maintenance free. This is this requires some maintenance. I think we're just going to do uh, wood deck. Yeah, good because I could tell you weren't responsible enough <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean no. i saw uh, your car yeah yeah <laughs> um so yeah give it a clean just prep it for winter it's no different than going outside and you know cleaning off other things as you go into winter yeah yep. oh yeah no never mind and put oh. your stuff away sorry i jumped ahead 
Yeah, in my it head. I'm excited there. But like, get your chairs and you put your flo- your furniture away. You're not using it all winter anyway. There's no point of being out there buried in snow. Mm-hmm. Can be if you want. I guess not hurting anything. But um, clean it off, winterize, put everything away, cover everything up, make sure your barbecue covers on, etc. Cetera, et cetera. Yep. Good to go. Now, there's a bunch of things that. That's it. That's the specific composite one because composite's so much easier to maintain in the winter. Yeah. Sure. Better. Is it? Way better. Mm-hmm. Now, here's a bunch of things that are important for kind of both decks, regardless of what you're doing. Number one, to clean the leaves and debris from any of the gaps in your decking. And so this is kind of goes back to like. This was your idea, and I didn't think of it. It's a good one. For morning. Oh, wow. For morning for you, I was pretty, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, it was. Um, (laughs) So between your deck boards, a lot of times like seeds and dirt and leaves and crap gets kind of collected in there all year, all summer, especially in the fall. Yeah. Leaves fall. That's why they call it fall, Bryce. I don't know if you've ever wondered why. Is that what they call it? I thought they called it autumn. Yeah. Yeah, autumn, but then we call it fall sometimes. Anyway, clean that crap out because it's autumn when you plan for it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I was like, mm, this is a dinner supper joke coming up. Here it comes. How is this going to come? Yep. Bingo. So the nice or the important thing about doing that is, again, to the point where the snow is going to fall and then melt in the winter, in the spring, mm-hmm. is that all that debris and crap between your deck boards is going to soak up that moisture and then sit there wet between your lumber and sit on your framing. And it just creates a mess there. And in the, in the fall, it's nice and dry. It cleans out easy. Like take a leaf blower for the most part would do it. You might have to pick away at some stuff, but get the crap on yeah. from between your boards so you're not doing damage to your framing come spring. Yep. Uh, and that's for both. Helps dry out the deck too. Like yeah. when it starts to melt. So has yeah. somewhere to go. Uh, the next one is if you're going to clean the deck off, clean the snow off of the deck. Do not use a metal tipped shovel. That's the one thing you hear all the time. And this, like, this is a very common composite deck, composite deck tip is like, don't use a metal tip shovel. But this applies to wood too, because wood scratches very easily. Yeah. Softwood does. Yep. So if you have a, sh- a metal strip on the edge of your shovel that has a bit of burr in it, it's going to scratch either of them. Yes. So just a good, a good tip is to not use shovels with a metal blade on them. Mm hmm. The other option is if the snow is not that heavy, if it's just a little bit of a dusting, use a leaf blower or a broom instead. And not like avoid the shovel altogether. Buy new tools. Yep. Get a leaf blower. Get, Get a leaf, leaf blower. blower. New They're tools. Not that expensive. Those green. They don't have to be. Easy no. go ones are sweet. You right? just take a straw and you just. No. Yeah. Or use, <laughs> use braces. <laughs> it's different. What are those called? The the, the Alps in the, the, the big horns? They oh, yeah. Those big horns. I don't know what they're called. Yeah. Oh, Turn one of those upside down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or just a chunk of PVC flex pipe. Anyway, use a leaf blower to blow off snow if it's just a light dusting or a broom. broom yep. If you need to use a shovel, use one that doesn't have a metal tip and make sure it's just in good shape. doesn't have any like cuts in it or something that might kind of scratch things. It's called an alpenhorn. An alpenhorn? Horn. Okay. I, I was like, it's not horn. It's, it's just an alpenhorn. Okay. Okay. There you horn go. from the Alps. Like when Weird. we came up with that, I'd say. Uh, so that's the number kind of one, number one tip for people. Uh, never, ever use an ice chipper. Even yeah. if you've got ice on your deck, like don't get out there with a the chipper and start hammering away because you like you may be okay. You might only hit the ice and break it, but if you go a little bit too deep, then mm. you've maimed you've marked your deck. Maimed up. your deck. Maimed the boards. Yeah. <clears throat> and another tip is if you're going to shovel it, and this isn't a hundred percent necessary, but it's just a good practice is to shovel parallel to the deck boards because if you've at all got for the same reason wow. you don't want to get winded. Gutting yourself. <laughs> 
But especially on wood decks. And if you don't know what I mean by get winded, just go ahead and shovel your deck perpendicular <laughs> once. Yeah. Yeah. You'll know what I mean. Push real hard. <laughs> yeah. Real low, too. Commit. <laughs> this is probably more of an issue for wood decks because you can get some cupping on the boards uh, with wood decks. Yeah. That'll create a bit of a lip that you mm. really can jam a shovel into. But even. That's what she said. <laughs> but even on composite decks, there's a chance you could kind of jam that shovel edge into a groove between the boards and yep. wind yourself again. I'm not, mm -hmm. and this wasn't more, this wasn't like careful. You're going to wind yourself. This was, a, if you jam it into the side of the board too many times, Catch you might start to like damage the board, the board. Yeah. Yeah. or wreck your shovel or wreck your guts or wreck whatever. Right. Yeah. yeah. So just general good tip, shovel parallel off the side of the deck. It's easy. Yep. Um, how often do you think you should shovel your deck as much as you shovel your, I don't, driveway? Or you don't shovel your deck or my driveway. I have four wheel drive vehicle. Oh, okay. I mean, that's Shane's got a nanny. You got a four wheel drive. <laughs> how he has a four wheel drive too. How, uh, He's living large over there. How many times is it going to snow? Is yeah, it? I, yeah. Just shovel it. But like, do you need to take like, snow don't, off? You don't. It's, have to. it's totally personal. If you're not using it, no. Like they say that the average deck, and this is completely dependent too on the snow. But it's like your deck can it can get three feet of snow on it, no problem. It's like there's a snow load calculated into your your okay. local building department. What what the live load of your deck is or dead load of your deck is it's accounting for snow load right so not in florida they don't count for snow load right but so you can have three <laughs> feet of snow on the deck and it's not hurting anything but right. if you need to use it but but i mean eventually that's going to kind of you're going to have a few warm days kind of as you get mm -hmm. closer to spring and it's going to freeze again and all that snow is going to melt and refreeze and turn into like an ice brick on your deck can be a pain in the ass to you later. It's right. way easier just to keep up with it. If you're outside shoving your driveway and your sidewalk anyway, shovel off the deck. Back to responsibility. Right. Exactly. I'm not responsible not enough to responsible own a deck. Doesn't sound like Bryce is responsible enough. He's asking when you should shovel. I uh, just minimum yeah. minimum shovel time. Is that's what right. I'm looking that's, for. So that's what I do. I'm like twice a year. So I'll shovel it kind of after a really big snowfall. One of the first ones is usually pretty big. And yep. then right before spring, when I know that it's gonna start melting a bunch then i usually go out just try and get off. like most of it off yeah. yeah there's a path to the barbecue which is always maintained because mm -hmm. i barbecue all through the winter but then the rest of the deck only gets cleaned off just before it all melts yeah so i mean it's a good responsible homeowner tip too because I, like the word of the day is responsibility here uh <laughs> you don't want a whole That's bunch good. of there's another one that could have stuck which i'm glad did not there's a <laughs> there's a whole bunch of snow on your deck piled up from the winter and then it sits there and drips and drips beside your foundation all spring long is not a great right. thing either. I mean, if you have appropriate pitch underneath and grade on your, on your up against your house and fine, whatever, but like eliminate having piles of snow melting beside your foundation. Mm -hmm. Why not? Yep. Um, this is probably the last one, but this is probably the one that people are waiting for all the time is like, what type of ice melt is okay to use on a composite deck? This is a question we probably get 20 times going into winter every year or mm -hmm. during winter. Mm -hmm. People call in and be like, what kind of salt can I use? So the general guideline here, and if you go into some of the manufacturer's website, they specifically say that you should use a calcium chloride based ice melt. Yep. The obvious no things are, yeah. The obvious things are to avoid the ones that use the dyes because you can get those and they're handy because you can see where you salted because the odd little piece is blue colored flag. blue or whatever. Yep. But that melts and, and leaves a blue stain on concrete, on your deck, on whatever. And even though you have a 25, 30, 40, 50 year fade and stain warranty on your deck, if it's a composite deck, uh, there are some fine print rules around that stuff. And 
like one of the fine print rules on most of them is that you have to have the spot cleaned up within a week. Well, if you get a warm day in the winter and have some little dyed ice melt melt in your deck, you're unlikely to be out there cleaning that off until the f- springs. So you probably don't even know. Months. And you, you may not know. You probably yeah. don't even know it's there, right? So, and it's a dye. This we're not talking like they talk about food stains, food and beverage stains. What they're guaranteeing against, yeah. right? They don't. Grease. They don't guarantee that you can't go out there and dye. drop food dye or yeah. or chemical dye on it, and that that's going to be protected. It's like Correct. so, keep the dyes off. The other thing too is to not use ones that have like an aggregate or a sand or some sort of traction stuff in the salt because that can grind in and cause scratching and and whatever else. It's so funny, like all this stuff seems like common sense, um, but we, it's obviously not. Like we have to, we talk about it quite a bit, like that one, yep. right? People mm-hmm. are like, what can I use on my deck? And I was like... But I think when people are calling in, the concern is more from, is there like, I mean, is salt okay to put on this plastic or is it yeah. going to discolor it or do something chemically to it? Yeah. And for the most part, it's like, use a calcium chloride based one or another one I saw mentioned was a calcium magnesium acetate. It's supposed to be even better, but I don't know. Okay. Like, I think that's much less common, yeah. but another hint that fibron decking or tip that fibron decking said is use, look for ones. Like if you, if it doesn't say this is a calcium chloride ice melt. Yeah. Cause they usually don't put that on there. Right. right. It may not say exactly what the makeup is, but they say to look for ones that, um, are labeled safe for concrete, safe for flagstone or safe for grass. Mm. Yeah. So you might see that before you see the actual, like, what is the chemical makeup of this stuff? Yeah. And then those are typically better for um, any surfaces, decks included. Yeah. They're not so invasive, right? They're not super harmful. Yeah. So, And then the last tip with regards to that is when the spring comes and it melts off, get out there and sweep the deck off to make sure there's not any remaining salt or aggregate or whatever might be coming out of the, these cans to make sure yeah. that it's not sitting there in the summer. And Give it a good washing. A washing. Wash it. Worship, pressure worship. Yep. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Buy more tools. <laughs> Buy more tools. See, I'm not opposed to ever buying more tools. Me either. It's like, yep. Do you have any other ones, Wade, that we didn't put on here? Like anything as we talk through this, Bryce? Do you have any questions about this from a homeowner homeowner perspective? I think I just need to be more responsible. You do. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're getting there, though. I'm getting there. I'm a young. I'm a young buck. It's coming. It's happening. I don't have any, I, yeah, the, the list isn't long. It's, it's, to me, it's all very common sense stuff because it's like, we talk about it so often. Right? It's common sense because yeah, we talk about it every day through the winter. People ask like, what are yeah. I, what kind of shovel yeah. can I use? Am I okay to use ice melt? And, mm-hmm. but if you're not, if this isn't your world, yep. then, and then when you, you don't know, right? when you hear that, you're like, use a plastic shovel in your head. You're like, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Metal yeah, with sure. scratch plastic. Yeah. Okay. But they may have never thought about, about it before because all they've ever done is shoveled their driveway. Yeah. And yeah. like that's, yep. sure, you can maybe scratch a little bit, but even if you do, who cares? It's your driveway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they've you've got metal shovels because they work great. <laughs> yeah, because they work great. Yeah. To get that ice off. Right. <laughs> Common sense and human behavior contradict quite often. Says Michael0149. He's active today in here, hey? That's the truth right there. It is true. Yeah. (laughs) Do you guys have any like salts that you recommend? No. No. Like certain brands? Yeah. Is there no? No. Just like like I said, look for any, uh, the brand doesn't matter. Look for any that's a calcium chloride base if you can find that on the labeling or safe for concrete, safe for flagstone, safe for grass, that kind of stuff. Right. And without dyes and without added aggregate, I would say. Yeah. 
look for those ice salts that are good for your pets then probably. But you can, yep. you can avoid, yes, exactly. Pet friendly is the other Pet one too. Friendly. Right? The other thing is like, you can avoid using these ice salts if you just stay on top of keeping mm. it swept off in the first place. Right. Which will be easy because nobody's going anywhere this year. You'll yeah. be sitting at home, staring out your window, waiting for something to do all winter. Yep. Right. Shovel your deck. Shovel your deck. Because a lot of times on this plastic stuff, it doesn't stick. Like ice doesn't stick to it a bunch to begin with. So if you just keep it cleared off and it's like, it's pretty fast. It's not going to get buried under snow a whole bunch like it, a driveway would where there's drifting. Like it's up off the ground. Mm-hmm. The only snow it's going to land on is what <laughs> lands on it. You're not going to collect snow from other places on mm-hmm. it. So it's fairly easy to keep these things clear if you stand top. But does the like sitting snow on the stairs impact the stairs a lot? Like, like the weight load of the snow on this? Yeah, the weight load of the snow on the stairs. Does I it, mean, just the same as it would on same the deck. on the deck. You're yeah. unlikely to like you're unlikely to to have a whole bunch of weight on the stairs because there's not a lot of surface area there for right. to collect on. You know what I mean? Like yeah. your stairs, if your deck's four feet off the ground, your stairs are the same size regardless if your deck is 100 square feet or 800 square feet. Mm-hmm. It's if it's a four foot wide staircase with two tread two boards per tread, then it's Fair not going to collect a whole bunch of snow. But I mean, it's a the stairs is somewhere where you're when you're walking on. If you're compacting the snow, is quicker to turn dice because mm-hmm. you're compacting it. So, what about your uh, like? If you have any like in deck lighting, what should you do with that? That's a good question. So, like any quality outdoor lighting will be able to handle some snow and moisture, mm-hmm. or else it's not, or else you shouldn't be using it in the first place. Um, what about I, minus forty Arctic temperatures? Well, in light, I like perform just fine. I like what Quigley says. Get in the truck, drive south until I hit Florida. Perfect. Yeah, that's an option too. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know that I would treat the lights. <clears throat> excuse me. I don't know that I would treat the lights any different than the rest of my deck. Just nope. it's there. The only thing to be cognizant of, I guess, is if you've done lights on the surface of your deck, like mm-hmm. sitting on the flat horizontal surface, yep. if they're not a flush mount, if they've got a ring on them or something, is like, well, be careful when you're shoveling to not smash into those a whole bunch of times. Mm-hmm. But that's why you should use a fixture that's a flush mount. Yep. Like okay. Inlight's got their lights that do, they, they're completely flush with the surface of the deck, so you can shovel over top of them and not worry about it. But if you were to use one of their RVS lights or their puck lights that do sit proud of the decking... Well, be aware of where those are because you don't want right. to ram your shovel into it. Mm-hmm. That light's 50 bucks and time to go in there and replace it if you yeah, smash it. I don't know. I think times. break them. Then just, phone me. Just destroy them. <laughs> Send them. Yeah. On the internet, call me. I'll sell you a new one. Break your lights. It'd be great. We could sell the same set of lights twice, three times even. Depends how slow. Is that too. Yeah. How slow they learn. Yeah. So there's that. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else? I think that's all I got. Good. Thank God. Whoa. Went on forever and ever and ever. But yeah. luckily it looks like it was only 30 minutes because we left the first 20 <laughs> off. <laughs> I forgot about that. You're I was like, like oh, holy, it's a point. short podcast. Yeah. So we need to stretch this thing out. It's like, 18 no, 18 no. minutes of it's not there. That wasn't running. Right. Okay. Well, that's it. That's all we got for you today. That's just a good uh, kind of a handful of tips on how to winterize your deck and how to keep it in good shape over the winter. So um, if you guys have any questions or comments, feel free to send those to us through Instagram. Till the then, we'll see you next podcast. Now you know what we're about. Check the site. Come and shop. UltimateDeckShop.com. Hit us right away for sponsorships. So tell us if you want to collaborate. Let's go. Check us out on any social networks. Thank you for listening.